Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, your source for breaking news, business trends, and economic forecasts here and abroad that impact one-third of America's economy. And now your hosts, Lou Weiss and Tim Grady. Thank you for joining this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. I'm Tim Grady. I'm here with my co-host, Lou Weiss. We're going to be talking today about the Manufacturing Extension Partnership programs that are going on all across the country. There are 51 of them. So there's one in every state, and they have extensions within the state. And if you are not sure what they are, we're going to bring the number one MEP to you. That happens to be the New Jersey MEP, which, Lou, is the state that your company, All Metals and Forge Group, who's the sponsor of our show, is located in. So uh, here I am, uh, Lou Weiss from uh, All Metals and Forge and uh, uh, co-host of the Manufacturing uh, Talk Radio. And today we have uh, Patricia uh, Moran. Moran. Thank you. I'm sorry. Uh, Who's going to talk about uh, the MEPs and the NJMEPs. So thank you for joining us today, and uh, we look forward to having a great conversation uh, talking about what you guys do, what we do, and how we can help you and vice versa. So welcome aboard. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be on the on Talk Radio. I know I've talked to you guys all the time at our Manufacturing Day events, so it's great to be a part of your of your radio station today. Thank you for thank you for inviting me. Great, thank you. Uh, so, tell us, for the sake of our listeners who may or may not know what MEP is all about, why don't you give us uh, the three minute elevator pitch about MEP? Because they're not well, MEP- un- unfortunately they're not all that widely known. Uh, and I think that we need to get that message out first. Okay. Well, MEP, um, and you introduced it well, it's a not-for-profit organization that works primarily to move manufacturing forward. And that's what its whole mission is all about, to help manufacturers with their training and development, different ways of doing things, representing them in government um helping them move forward in a so that they can grow. Because we know that manufacturing, one job in manufacturing, I believe equals five jobs anywhere else. I, um, I know I've known MEP for a long time. I spent 18 years of my life at the Ford Motor Company in Edison at the Edison Assembly Plant. And often we used MEP to come evaluate our processes and procedures, uh, to show us new, new ways of doing things, to take a risk analysis for us and to utilize um, some of their resources to help us move forward. So for the sake of our, for the sake of our listeners, MEP, MEP means what? Help for manufacturers, New Jersey manufacturing extension program. As mentioned, there's an MEP in every state plus Puerto Rico and it is a network of of um, assistance for manufacturers. So, how long has it been uh, 
a, a viable entity for the manufacturing uh, sector of the, in this country? 20. Um, I believe it's been in for 20 years. I think it's been 20 years in existence. I don't trying to. I think since 1996, and it's mm-hmm. part of the national and it's part of the National Institutes of Standard and Technology from the federal. It's, it's an offshoot of uh, the National Institute of Standards and Technologies from the U.S. Department of Labor. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise um, known um, as NIST, that some correct. people might know them as. Yeah. Yes, correct. Okay. Yes, yes. From the U.S. Department of Commerce, not Labor. I've got my got my agencies mixed up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how long have you been with uh, uh, MEP? MEP? Well, I've, I've only been employed by MEP for eight months now, and however, I've known MEP for a very long time. Um, my position prior to MEP was I was the uh, Assistant Commissioner for Workforce Development at the New Jersey Department of Labor, and um, so and my career has been oh I've been a long career I'm long in the tooth long time in uh, workforce. I was fifteen uh, years at the Ford plant that I mentioned before as the director of training at the uh, Ford Edison assembly plant, and then I spent eight years at Middlesex County College as the director of their corporate training. And then I went uh, as the assistant commissioner under the Christie administration. And now I am at MEP. This is my first Okay, so you've, you've been a, a high-level uh, individual within the uh, manufacturing sector and doing things to help manufacturers uh, uh, expand and uh, uh, bring on new employees and training and so on. So why don't you give us a little bit of a description in greater depth than what I just did uh, as to what your job function has been uh, for the benefit of NJMEP? Um, my my present position, um, when I left the state, I knew I wanted to dive into apprenticeship. My father was a tool and die maker, and we lived with um, – we he had his own tool and die shop, so he was always very passionate about – uh, um, about having an apprentice work under him, and he had many in his years there at the at the uh, the tool and die shop. So I knew mm-hmm. I wanted to dive into it. So so apprenticeship in this administration has become um, a, a major initiative, and so and I knew MEP being apprenticeship in manufacturing, they would they were were interested in really spearheading this, and they really have taken the initiative in spearheading. <laughs> apprenticeship with um, with the state. One of the programs that before I left labor that MEP had, they started with technical sales. They created an apprenticeship program strictly in technical sales. The whole idea of that was to prepare individuals to sell and promote products because, you know, nothing, nothing is uh, made until something is sold. So um, that particular apprenticeship program was the first that we got registered. Now, uh, and now, New Jersey is a office of apprenticeship state. That means it's governed by USDOL, not not NJDOL. It is governed by the federal agency. 
So currently, um, MEP has um, not only technical sales as an apprenticeship program, but we also have another one called Industrial Manufacturing Production Technician, which is a foundational course to prepare individuals to perform work processes related to manufacturing. So um, that program I'm, is a year and a half long. I'm very passionate about this program. We packed it full of credentials. It has four uh, what are called MSSC credentials, Manufacturing Skill Standards credentials, as well as the OSHA credential. And uh, that one we currently have running, and we're very, I'm very proud of that program. We have in that program 18, 17 individuals from eight different manufacturing companies. So when they're taking their related technicals, their classroom training, realize that there are eight manufacturers together in one room all learning and growing and, and bringing back new ideas back to their manufacturing company. So that's very exciting. So the function of MEP, along with many other associations and groups, is to bring manufacturing to the forefront as uh, a very important aspect of our uh, economy and uh, perhaps to fulfill the issues of uh, the skill gap issue and people retiring and people dying and so on. Uh, so yeah. you're, you're looking to bring this to the forefront to uh, bring more people into manufacturing. And as of right now, I, the latest number that I heard was that we have 700,000, uh, 700, sorry, we have 700,000 open positions in manufacturing, and if the if the uh, current uh, uh, event continues as is, that it'll be two and a half million in ten years unless we do major things, which is what NJMEP and the MEPs and NIST and all the rest of the orgs that are involved in this can try and correct and move forward to bring more people into manufacturing. That was a, that was a long-winded response, and I, I'd just like you to comment on that. Yeah, well, one of, the, you know, one of the biggest issues that I hear almost every day from manufacturers is the boomers are getting ready to retire, right? The baby right. boomers are getting ready to retire, and there's nobody around to fill that skill gap. And... Um, and uh, that is a huge concern. So this, this, and I am all about, you know, uh, creating alternate career pathways, different career pathways for people. And I think apprenticeship is one that has taken a back burner for a very long time. And it's time to get it on the forefront because students can learn a viable skill. They can, or employees can learn a viable skill. They can definitely create an income to support their families. And they can grow, and then maybe they'll go to college later. Maybe they'll earn a different credential. Maybe they'll grow differently versus uh, every student doesn't need to go. I believe every student does not need to go to college. And every student does, every individual does not need to go to college and end up in the uh, student loan debt when, uh, when, in fact, they may not be ready for that college at that time in their life. Well, I understand that uh, probably by the end of the Second World War, and the troops came home and they got the GI Bill of Rights and 
the idea then was that you can't make a career unless you go to college. So that's been going on yeah. for about 50 years. Uh, yeah. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>